Chronicles chapter 28, verse number 9, because uh, this will be our text for this morning. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse number 9. We'll just read the one verse, and then we're going to go back and, and talk about where we're at in uh, the year, where we're at with 2019, and uh, the... Uh, blank slate before us. So First Chronicles chapter 28, verse number 9, the Bible says, And thou, Solomon, this is David speaking, And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Lord, thank you so much for this, your word. I pray that you'd help us to understand. Help us to understand where we're at. Lord, help us understand our relationship with you. Lord, there's so many different people here and different uh, maturity levels spiritually. And and uh, some have been knowing you for years and years. And they, they've seen your faithfulness and your your uh, love and your care for us, and some just uh, coming into the kingdom this past year or in these last few months or weeks. Lord, thank you so much for uh, giving us your word, your direction, and, and the, the light and the guidance that we need. Lord, I pray that, that we would understand some things th- this morning that would uh, mean something to us, that would help us uh, right now where we're at. Lord, I pray that you just bless. Uh, this service is yours. We give it to you. We ask that you would uh, draw your people closer to you. And Lord, I pray for that one that, that's here without Christ, never been born again, but they maybe know about you, but they've never had that, that uh, personal relationship. And Lord, I pray that this would be the difference. Today would be the day that they would say yes to you as your spirit pleads and, and uh, draws them. Lord, I pray that you would speak, that you would have your way in this congregation with us and with me. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. This is the beginning of a whole new year. We've got new chances that are before us, new opportunities, and no doubt new challenges. There's, I don't know what you're dealing with or what you're looking at, but there's some people that are intimidated by what is before them. Uh, maybe you're entering into a time of life where uh, you've not been before and you're kind of apprehensive. You wonder if, if uh, things will go well. Maybe it is you're here and, and you're looking forward to some great opportunity before you. Maybe you're just uh, doing the same thing over and over again and you think this is going to be the same, but we don't know. We don't, we're not promised of tomorrow. The Bible says very clearly, thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. So it's the beginning of a whole new year. And so it's a, it's a blessing to know that we serve the God of the second chances. Second chances, third chances, fourth chances. The the greatest of God's second chances is in his new birth, of course. When John was uh, speaking, when uh, uh, Jesus was dealing with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse number 4. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? This is when Jesus said, you must be born again. And so the question is a good question. How can, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? He's looking at a physical birth. But Jesus is talking about a spiritual birth. And Jesus said, you must be born again. 
What would you give for a do-over? You know, for those of you that play video games and, and uh, you've got these thumbs that are really, uh, you know, uh, adept at, at working things, I've got, as an old person now, I've got this arthritis or something in, in uh, my thumb here on this side. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Everything's starting to fall apart. And one thing after, I get, wake up and something else is not working right, you know. I want to bring it back to the uh, manufacturer, but, you know. You send it back, you'll never get it again. So anyway, um, uh, in, in video games, there's a do-over. I mean, you mess up, ah, start it again. It's, it would be nice if it was like that in life, you know, where you really mess up, you really flub up, you really fail. Wouldn't it be great to get a do-over? Jesus said you must be born again. Not physically, but spiritually. And when you're born into God's family, it's just that simple. It's, it's that, uh, uh, the, the, the word picture is, is that um, uh, transformative. A person is born into God's family, and they're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. They have a, a new, a clean slate before them. They're forgiven. They're pardoned. From all of their sin, all of their iniquity, all of their transgression, their failure, done, gone, forgiven. And you're born into God's family. It's possible. There are many examples of God's people given new opportunities to serve, even after failure. In Joshua chapter 5, the Bible talks about them coming into the promised land and what they didn't do in the wilderness because they were covering new territory. And in Joshua chapter 3 and verse number 3, it says, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest of the Levites bearing it, then shall you remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. And he says something very important here. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. Prior to this time, this is virgin territory. You don't know, you've not been here before. You don't know what's up ahead. And therefore, you better be following the Lord because you're, going, you're coming into new territory. 2019 for you is new territory. You have not gone this way before. But here you are. And so the instruction here was follow the Lord. They, they ha, had the representation of God's presence in the ark of the testimony. And he, he says, hey, allow God to be leading clearly and then follow after. Make sure you're following the Lord because you've not been there before. He knows all. He knows the lay of the land. Just follow him. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse number one. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time. When God spoke to Jeremiah the first time and, and uh, uh, the performance was as it was, and here he comes the second time, while he was yet shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And notice that this was the second time that the Lord came to Jeremiah. What a great promise. But we're looking at the, the, the second uh, uh, opportunity to follow the Lord. You remember when Jesus told Peter ahead of time that he was going to fail. Don't worry about it because you'll, you'll be restored. But 
he, he said, you know, this night when I'm betrayed, uh, the cock shall crow. And he gave that, that scenario. And uh, uh, the Bible says in, in Mark chapter 14, verse number 72, and the second time the cock crew and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him before the cock crowed twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. It was the third time that he failed. And this was the, that second crow, that's, that second time that he heard. In John 21, verse 16, this is afterwards where Jesus met Peter. He saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my sheep. The thing about it was after his failure, Jesus came and he goes three times and it kind of was aggravating. It was kind of um, pressuring to, to Peter where he says, Lord, you know that I love you. But he asked him over and over again. Uh, do you think it was in correspondence to the times that he failed the Lord? Or the Lord came to him afterwards. See, listen, it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter what you've done before. It doesn't matter whether you failed or not. You have today, and you have uh, whatever God gives you in the future, and you're going to use that for the Lord. You need to. Of all of the second chances that you see, there's none as clear as in the book of Jonah, where God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, preach to them, and he was afraid. He was afraid of the people. He hated the people, actually, and he was prejudiced against them, and he didn't want to go there, and he didn't want He knew that God was gracious, and whatever he said, God really wanted to, to bring them to repentance, not to judge them. And so uh, Jonah was worried about his own uh, reputation here, his own word. And so when he was commanded to go to Nineveh, he went the other way. And you know that whole situation where uh, they tossed him overboard in the storm and he was swallowed by the, the, the whale and he was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. In Jonah chapter 2, verse 10. And the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Chapter 3, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah <laughs> the second time, saying... Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. You know what? That was the exact same command that was given. It was identical. God didn't change. He didn't change his instructions. But he came the second time. He says, okay, now, are we ready to listen? <laughs> are, we, are we ready to obey? God can get us to be uh, listening. He can get us to where we're paying attention. Has he ever done that to you? Has he ever gotten your attention? You know, we might be in a, a place, a situation where, regardless of what has taken place before, whatever happened 2015, 16, 17, 18, and God speaks to you today. And this could be over and again, a new opportunity to serve him. Another chance. Like I say, this is the beginning of a whole new year, new chances and opportunities and challenges. Next week, we're going to be... Uh, Featuring, and we'll begin with the theme of all in for him. I'm looking forward to that. And if you notice the, the uh, uh, text that we're going to be focusing in on, and we're going to be kind of over, overseeing in, in, in a preaching series in 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Well, we started this morning in our text, 1 Chronicles chapter 28. This is kind of the setup of, of what's uh, taking place, which will begin next week. But in chapter 22 of 1 Chronicles, David is closing up his tenure as king. 
he's ending his reign. He's, he's making way for Solomon to sit on the throne. In 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse number 5, the Bible says, And David said, Solomon, my son, son is young and tender, and the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceeding magnifical of fame and of glory throughout all countries. I will, now, I will therefore now make preparation for it. <laughs> I like that. I like his words. Exceeding magnifical. <laughs> That's, that, that, that captures it, doesn't it? Exceed, I mean, over and, over and above. I mean, over the top. I want this to be better, to be greater. I, I don't want there to be any example of, of magnificence anywhere. Exceeding magnifical <laughs> of fame and of glory. And he says, I'll make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. Then he called for Solomon, his son, and charged him to build an house for the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, my son, as for me, it was in my mind to build an house unto the name of the Lord my God. You remember when that story, how that uh, David came to Nathan the prophet and he says, hey, how about I build a house for God? He's in a tabernacle. I'm in a house of cedar. I, I would like the, the Lord to have the best. So how about building him a house? Can I build him a house? And Nathan says, now that's a great idea. Go for it. And he says, you got to go ahead. Green light. Yeah, do it. And then God spoke to Nathan that night and said, uh, excuse me, who was it that wanted this house? Is this your idea or mine? See, because God did want a temple, but he did not want David to build it. And so he's explaining what happened there and, and, and how Nathan had to go back to him the next day. Verse number eight, but the word of the Lord came unto me saying, thou hast shed blood abundantly and hast made great wars. Thou shalt not build an house unto my name, because thou hast shed much blood upon the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to thee, who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies round about. For his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quietness unto Israel in his days. And now he's, he's telling Solomon what's going on and what God told him and, and how that he knew that Solomon was to be the one. He couldn't build, but Solomon could, so he was going to help him. He's going to prepare with all his money. He was going to give him the, the uh, raw materials to build. Chapter 23, verse number 1, it tells us that David's long and fruitful life, is, uh, reigning, his, the reigning sovereign is just about over. First Chronicles 23, 1. So when David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel. Now there's to be a new king. He's about to sit on the throne. Although Solomon is of David's seed and in the same dynasty, he's a different person. He's not David. He's not going to do this, the same kind of things that David did. He's going, to, he's going to go things about differently. He's going to be thinking differently. He's going to make his own choices and learn life and the Lord by himself. David wanted that, by the way. And by the way, any parents, how about, how about that? You want the, your kids to learn the Lord I've walked with God, and I've learned him, and I could go back, and I just, I, I'm telling you folks, I love the Lord. He is wonderful, and he's been so faithful to me. I just spoke with my sister the other day who, um, she was instrumental. My brother and my sister were instrumental in bringing me to Christ, and uh, I was just telling her that it's, it's been a wonderful ride, and God has been good. You know that song, 
He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and I. And that's the truth, man. That is the truth. I remember those very first days that I learned the Lord. Man, he is a great friend. He's faithful. He promises what he's going to do. And he lets you know. He, he discloses things. And, and, uh, and he's, he's truthful. And he's faithful. And he's, he's wise. And he's caring. And he's there. He's, and he's been there throughout the 40-some years that I've known him. He's been wonderful. He has absolutely. But that's my relationship. That's me. That's what I know. You couldn't, you couldn't take that away from me, but I'd like my kids to get that. Now grandkids, I'd like my grandkids to get that. I'd like the church to get that. I'd like friends to, to, to understand that kind of a relationship that you can have with the Lord, just like I have with the Lord. And, and here, uh, David is, he's passing off the scene and he, he wants to get Solomon to serve the Lord and, uh, and to allow... Solomon, to learn God like he learned God. And that was his aspiration. That was his, his heart's desire. And so he made Solomon his son king over Israel. And, and uh, he, he's, although Solomon's making his own choice and his, he's living his life as he sees him to live, we find chapter 28 summarizing this transition. We're leaving 2018, going into 2019 here, and there's a new year before us, new challenges, new courses up ahead. The old year is gone, and there's a new year before us. As David outlined the new reign, we can outline the new year ahead of us. And moving into a new reign, David shared his story with the people, First Chronicles chapter 28. So read along with me as I read First Chronicles 28, verse number 6. And he said unto me, now David's just sharing, he's given the story about God speaking to him. He said unto me, Solomon thy son, he shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever, if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this, at this day. Now therefore, in the sight of all Israel... The congregation of the Lord and in the audience of our God, keep, now he's speaking to Solomon, he says, keep and seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God that ye may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind for the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, this is where we started, if thou seek him, he will be found of thee, but if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build an house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Get it accomplished. What a task. Do it. And he's, he, he can't do this himself. He's passing off, but he's saying, Solomon, take the mantle and continue. Do this. Be strong. And you're going to have to be strong, but do it. And moving into the uncharted waters, David was bold because of these four or five things that we'll go, go over right now. We can move into 2019 and be bold because of these very same things. Number one, 
He was bold, and we could be bold because the formula is valid. Verse number 7, he says, Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Now, this is God telling David and, and telling Solomon, now, this is how it is. If he does this, I will do this. If he follows, I will bless him. If he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day, I will establish him. And he says, listen, this formula works. And it's not just some uh, formula that you're following. No, no, it's a God that you're obeying. But he says, this is the formula. Follow, be constant to do my commandments and my judgments, and I will establish your kingdom. Hey, folks, you know what? That's exactly right for us today. You want success in this coming year, 2019? Be constant in doing his commandments. That means keep it up consistently. Don't be up and down, in and out. You know, sometimes a person is, man, they're in church and they're praising God and then you can't find them for a few weeks or maybe months. And then they're back in church and they're, well, God's good and then you can't see him for a while. Or they're up here and they're, man, they're saying, I love the Lord. And then the next day, uh, they're like, what? What's going on? Where are they? What are they following? What, they're up and they're down and they're up. That's not consistent. Be consistent in following and doing his commandments. Be consistent in reading your Bible and spending time with him every day. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that tonight. You know, some people that come just Sunday morning, they don't really know how the different services, what goes on Sunday night or Wednesday night. Um, in the Sunday evenings, many times, and as you know, on Sunday morning, there might be those who don't know the Lord, and there's always an appeal for salvation. But so many of you that are saved, you know about that, and although it's helpful to you, and you can rejoice over salvation, but you've already, you've already uh, taken care of that. You're, you're in the family of God. Sunday evening is help for believers to grow to increase, to, to know how to get to the next place, to know how to mature or whatever. So tonight, we're going to be talking about being consistent for this next year, this coming year, and how you, how you can do that. So uh, uh, I'm looking forward to, to speaking about that, get some practical things to help you to keep in your Bible reading and to keep with uh, being consistent for the Lord in your walk and in your growth in Him. But anyway... David was bold because in looking at this place where they've never been before because, number one, the formula is valid. Be constant, God says. Be constant. Be consistent. To do my commandments, I will establish thy kingdom. Number two, he was bold, and we could be bold because uh, the outcome was foretold. It was already, it's, it's not like it's, uh, it's hidden from you. Behind door number one, you don't know what's behind door number one and behind door number two. You ever remember the, that uh, game show? It was a long time ago. It was uh, Let's Make a Deal with Monty Hall. Yeah, I was going to say Monty Python. No, not Monty Monty Hall. And for those old geezers, Monty Hall, I remember that. <laughs> I do. I remember that. And here's Monty Hall. He's behind this door or behind this door. Or you can have what's in this box. It could be keys to a new car or whatever, you know. And you're wondering, okay, what do I get? Blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, I'll take this one. And they, they remove the box and there's this pig, you know. Dirty, sloppy, stinky pig, you know. 
and oh, sorry, bye, that's what you get, you know, like terrible, but they, didn't, they don't know what's behind the, you know what, that's not how it is with God, is it? He says, hey, serve me. There's door number one and door number two. Door number one is serving me. Door number two is not serving me. But let me show you what's behind the door before you even do it. The outcome is foretold. He tells you ahead of time in verse number nine, look what he says. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse nine. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind for the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Folks, the, the serving our God is so neat, it's so wonderful because everything's disclosed before we even choose. He tells you what the outcome is going to be. Be faithful to him. He's faithful to you. I'm telling you, I, I'm one happy camper because I serve a great God. He is so wonderful. But I think that because I've been serving him. And I've, I've chosen to go that route. I've chosen to follow him. I've chosen to do that. And I'm telling you, he is everything he said he was. And more, a whole lot more. Now, if you want to go ahead and have your own way, he's going to forsake you. And I'm telling you, this is not the place to be. Don't go this way. It's going to end up badly. Here's somebody that, well, they should be following the directions. They should be paying attention to what the Lord says. When the, you know, they know the flesh is against the spirit and they battle one the other so that you could not do the things you would because the, the flesh is pulling one way, the spirit is pulling the other way and they choose to uh, arm the flesh. They choose to feed the flesh. They choose to, to uh, uh, go the flesh uh, way and the flesh route. And you know what? What happens is there's heartache and there's grief and there's, there's uh, jealousy and uh, mistrust and there's, there's uh, uh, emptiness and, and uh, uh, anguish. And you come to the end of your life and it's a, a mess, a mess. Well, you know what? God told you ahead of time what's going to happen. Behind door number one, you serve me. Listen, I'll, I'll be good to you. You, this is the, this is, you will be blessed. You go your own route. And you know what? Isn't that great? That's the way that God does he lets us know ahead of time. You don't have to wait for the, for the you know, it's, it's already over. You know, in his mind, in his eyes, you choose that way, you're going to end up in destruction and grief and misery and heartache. You're, you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. The outcome is foretold. See, folks, we can move into 2019 trusting God because the outcome is already foretold. He tells us how it's going to end up. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. <clears throat> David was bold in, in facing whatever he, they didn't uh, see yet. And we could be bold in two, 2019 because he, he said uh, this is what was made clear in the instruction. Courage is needed. Look at verse number 10. Take heed now, he's telling Solomon, he, he says, hey, buck up, son. Stand up, let, let's go. Come on, this is going to require something from you. Take heed now, for the Lord has chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Be strong, be courageous. Now listen, it's going to take somebody courage to stand here. 
to, to serve the Lord. It's going to take somebody courage to take whatever it is that God says and stand with him and say, yes, I believe that. Yes, I am there. And no matter what, no matter what opposition comes, because you will get opposition. There is opposition in this life. Hey, that's the way it is. Somebody said, this is not a perfect world, but it is a perfect place to develop Christians, isn't it? Because it's going to cost something to stand for the Lord. But he says, hey, be strong. You've got to be strong. You've got to understand there will be opposition. This year, we're going to uh, uh, go through a little bit of uh, Jude. He says, I thought of writing you about the common salvation. I thought it needful to, to let you know to uh, um, do something. <laughs> what was that? Earnestly contend for the faith. Boy, I need a congregation to help me preach nowadays. And it's getting worse and worse. That's okay. Hey, be strong on the scriptures. We'll get through this. Right. He says, hey, listen, salvation. I'm talking about salvation. But that means you've got to earnestly contend for the faith. That means fight the opposition against God's things. Folks, because there is opposition, it's going to take some courage. It's going to take some courage for you to stand in your family to stand for what's right. It's going to take some courage. It's going to take some strength. It's going to take some, some, some uh, spiritual backbone for you to, to be strong and do it. But courage is needed. He, he was bold in telling his son, instructing his son, because the blueprints have already been provided. Look at 1, Corinthians, uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse number 11. He says, then David gave to Solomon, his son, the pattern of the porch and of the houses thereof and of the treasuries thereof and of the upper chambers thereof and of the inner parlors thereof and of the palace of the mercy seat and the pattern of all that he had by the spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord and of all the chambers round about of all the treasuries of the house of God and of the treasuries of the dedicated things. It's all laid out. It's all there. It's all provided in blueprint form. God had already told it. It's not, see, Solomon didn't have to, have to uh, uh, call some architects and figure out, oh, let's make this beautiful and do this and do that, have his own ideas. No, no, it was all there. It was all given. Matter of fact, it's in the law. You could read it. You could read uh, uh, the Sunday, Saturday morning Bible study, the men's... Uh, Bible study we just were finishing with uh, Exodus and the uh, last few chapters that we went through everything was to the very minute detail God said this is how big the Ark of the Covenant is how it should be that when you build it you should have this on top of it you should have these kind of curtains you should have this you should have staves to carry the thing in there should be a labor and it should be so far from here and this should be here and there it was it was all blueprinted folks this is God's blueprint for how he wants you and I to, to approach unto, unto him. Blueprints have been provided. And notice in the passage in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 11, he talks about the pattern. Verse number 12, and the pattern. Verse number 19, and this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me even all the works of this pattern. God gave him, God gave him the blueprints. Folks, we can go into this new year, uncharted territory. I don't know how it's going to end up. I don't know how, if I stand for the Lord, I don't know what that means at my, at my employment. 
I don't know how this is going to end up when I'm with my cousins or my brothers or in my family and I stand for the Lord. I don't know how this is going to be, but I've got the blueprint. I've got the pattern. God has already given us the pattern because we have the blueprints have been provided. Thank the Lord. We don't have to do this on our own. You know, uh, uh, if we did not, I mean, this, this is a church that emphasizes the Word of God. If we did not have the Word of God, if we don't emphasize the Word of God, what do churches do when they get together every Sunday and they, they don't major on the Bible? If, you, if I had to come up with some cool stories every Sunday, you know, that'd be really difficult. <laughs> I don't have to do that. You know what? It's right here. All I do is open it up and, and teach and preach it and make it clear. This is the, the blueprint has been provided. The blueprints of our life, of our success, of this church, of your family, of your witness, of your finances, of your relationships. Folks, the blueprints are provided. They're, they're already provided. We can move into 2019 in boldness because God has given us the pattern, the blueprints. And you know what, folks? This mission is possible. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse number 20. And David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Man, I like God's perspective. He's positive ending. He says, hey, you can do this. It can be done. I, I really like to talk to people that have trusted God, and then they look back and they say, wow, what God did. You know what? You can do that. You could do what God has for you. You, you can serve him. Your family, you know what? You're looking right now. Because there's enemies, and there's the naysayers, and there's all of the uh, 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 subject to negative people. Uh, you're, you're subject to negative people all over the place, and wherever it is, the endeavors that you're you know, invested in. And because of that, you, what you could do is you can kind of draw back. You can kind of believe that. You can kind of start thinking, yeah, I guess nobody's going to... It can't be done. Yeah, that's, that's impossible. I've got my family. Look, at my kids, my situation, if I started, you know, doing what God wanted me to do, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Hey, God says it is possible. God says you do this his way, it will work. Don't be saying that it's not going to work. Don't believe that the influence of negative people around you. The mission is possible. He says he will be with thee. God will not fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all, everything. You can get it all done. Now, if you don't want to, that's up to you. That's up to me. What do I do with 2019? What do I do with my life? What do I do with the choices that I have to make in, in these next uh, weeks and months of, of my life if God gives me 2019? What do I do with it? Well, it's up to me, but the mission is possible, and God says that. He says, even my God will be with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And notice that the materials and the helpers are provided. God said this, you know, uh, David uh, relayed this to the people, to Solomon in the chapters before. And we're going to be seeing that. He just provided everything. He says, listen, I can't build, but you know what I could do? 
I could amass some gold and some silver and some brass. You're going to need those things. <clears throat> I could get a bunch of cedar. You're going to need some cedar, some beams and some logs to, to uh, erect this house. Uh, you're going to need some, some fine linen. I could get all of that stuff. You're going to need some people to help. Not just the materials, but you're going you're to need some, some people that have the same mind to work. And you know what? David provided those things. He provided this and that, and he, and he, and he amassed it all. First Chronicles chapter 28, look at verse 21. And behold, the, the courses of the priests and the Levites, even they shall be with thee for all the service of the house of God. And there shall not be with thee, and there shall, shall be with thee for all manner of workmanship, every willing, skillful man, for any manner of service. Also the princes and all the people will be holy at thy commandment. He says here, and you've got a bunch of people that will serve the Lord in the same way that you serve the Lord. I thank God for Wooden Valley Baptist Church. I thank God for you. And you ought to thank God for your preacher, whether you do or not, because, hey, we're on the same plane. We want to serve God together. And you know what? We can do so much more together. I, I enjoy that choir. Thank you, choir. Thank you for the time that you put into that and everything else. And, hear, you know, hear the whole, everybody go, oh. <laughs> and it sounds so good. It just sounds so good. You know what? I can't do that by myself. Not a one of us can, but we can as a choir. Isn't that cool? We can... We can uh, bring praises to the Lord to, to, to be perfected like that in a choir. Wonderful. You know what? As a church, we could really honor God, uplift him in this community to where you could bring your family and friends and they could see this is a place where God is honored. This is a place where God speaks. This is a place where God does a work in hearts. What a blessing to have people that are like-minded. And he says... Solomon, listen, you get this thing started, I'm going to provide you all the materials that you need to, to have, and then you're going to also have people that are with, with you, the, the, they shall be with thee, they're at thy commandment, they're, they're on the same uh, 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 wavelength, and you know what, God tells us that we have everything we need to get accomplished what he's asked us to do. Uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, the Bible says, <clears throat> but ye shall, shall receive power. You remember, this is the marching orders of of the Lord to the church. Jesus said this about us going out and, and accomplishing that. He says, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. God says, listen, I've got a job for you to do, but you're not going to go in your own power. He says, all power is given unto me. Go ye therefore. And here he says, Ye shall receive power. You're going to get the power of heaven. I will, I will empower. All the help you need will be provided. All the, the spiritual uh, 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 enrichment will be provided. All the, all the materials. Listen, you've got everything that you need. You have, you, there is no excuse. There is no excuse for not, uh, one of us not to serve God like we should. You know, but there are some who... Do it their own way. They're going to be just following the Lord to a degree. And you know what? To a degree, you will be blessed. You know, you're not going to do everything that God wants you to do, but you're going to, you know, to a degree, you're going to follow the Lord in your finances to a degree, and, you know, to a degree, you will be blessed. But that's it. You remember how God made it clear? He, he just... Uh, 
the outcome is foretold. You serve God with all your heart. You're going to be blessed fully, over and above. Uh, uh, poured upon you, shaken together, running over, will you get when you serve me that way. But if you serve me just a, a small portion, a small amount, well, then you'll be blessed a small amount. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed a lot. I want, to be, I want God to bless. And so here he says, listen, we can move into 2019 in boldness because the formula is valid. The outcome is already foretold. Courage is needed for, from every one of us. The blueprints have been provided. The mission is possible. The materials and the helpers are all there at your, at your command. They're provided for you. Let's get, in, let's get to it. And friend, you can come boldly to the throne by the blood of Christ. If you're here without Christ, you've never been saved. You've never been born again. Listen, friend, the first thing you do, this Christianity thing, <clears throat> everything I've preached will not work until you're born again. When you're born again, that's when it all begins to make sense and you can see God's power and it, and it be infused in your life and in your situation and on your case, it'll, it'll all work. I've, I've had people say that before. That's Christianity. It doesn't work. Yeah, right. Give me that stuff. It doesn't work for a person that's not born again. If you're not saved, none of this stuff applies. The first thing, the very first step is to get saved. Repent of your sins. Come to God as a sinner, realizing that you can't make it. You can't make yourself acceptable to God, but that's been done on the cross of Calvary when Jesus paid the penalty for sin. He was the substitutionary atonement. He substituted. I should have been there and, and died for my own sins, paid for my own sins, but he died for my sins. And now I could receive that as my Savior. As many as received him, to them, only to them, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And that's what you need to do. You need to get born into God's family, become a son of God by receiving Christ as your Savior. And then you can embark on, on serving the Lord. What a great year that we have before us. I'm looking forward to it. Folks, we can look at 2019 in boldness and, in, and, and we can charge into it because the, of what David told Solomon here is the same thing that, that is uh, applicable to us. Formula is valid. The outcome is foretold. Courage is needed. Blueprints have been provided. The mission is possible. And everything that you need, the material, the helpers are there at your command. They're provided. Let's get to it. Every head bowed. Nobody looking for just a moment.